I love all things skin and rejuvenation. I love to help the client figure out what to do at home and also what to do in clinic. I also love to teach the fellow aesthetic doctor, aesthetic nurse, and med spa owner how to do what I do as well. If you are an aesthetic practitioner, clinic owner, head on over to buildingyourbeautybrand.com where I have a free training, register for it, and you can also hop on a call with myself and a colleague and we can help support you in your quest to supporting others achieve and receive powerful rejuvenation outcomes. Again, if you are an aesthetic practitioner or med spa owner, head on over to buildingyourbeautybrand.com and I look forward to guiding you in helping you achieve and receive powerful rejuvenation outcomes for your patients in your clinic. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. We are rolling. It's like that rolling with the homies. I don't know why they popped in my head. Anyways, where's that from? Like, it's totally as clueless. Oh, well. <laughs> all right. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host. Beauty is a feeling and a quiet confidence that comes from being perfectly aligned, body, mind, and spirit. I've devoted my life to developing myself, and my purpose now is to help develop you. As a registered nurse, I have advanced training in cosmetic rejuvenation, and I am wholeheartedly an advocate for self-care. Most importantly, I've witnessed the impact of mindful living on the aging journey, and this interview is intended to share philosophy and practice that will help guide your body, mind, and spirit to their highest potential, which in my opinion brings forth the most optimal beauty. I would love to introduce you to my very special guest today. We have with us Stephanie Miska. Be sure to take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and take us both at ritual.medicine and at Rachel Varga Official and receive the Boss Babe PMS hacks directly to your inbox. Don't forget to leave a review here on iTunes as well. Stephanie joins us from Victoria, British Columbia, where she practices as an acupuncturist and herbalist. She focuses on women's reproductive hormonal health and fertility needs. Just in time for my time of the game. In this three-part series, we are going to dive straight into how important it is to embrace your feminine energy on a physical, emotional, and spiritual level, and maximizing your energetic efforts based on the different times of your cycle. If you aren't doing this, you absolutely need to learn about this now. Next, we are going to discuss the importance of being aware of the nuances of your menstrual cycle, <laughs> period, podcast. And in the last episode of this series, we are going to shed light on how acupuncture and herbal medicine can significantly minimize PMS and the best PMS hacks that you need to know about ASAP. Hey everyone, welcome back to the second episode with Stephanie Miska, an expert acupuncturist and herbalist specializing in feminine health and being more fertile and reducing your PMS symptoms and all of that. In this episode, we are going to discuss the importance of being aware of the nuances of your menstrual cycle. <clears throat> this is a bit of a period podcast, but that's okay. As a woman, we need to know about this stuff. It's really important. All right, let's start off with the four phases of the cycle. Totally, let's do it. And I think just to add on to that, yes, as women, we need to be aware of it, but as men, we need to be aware of the cycle too. I think that the more we, <laughs> the more we, <laughs> well, the more we educate the men in our lives, the more understanding and I hate to use the word sympathy, but the, just the more empathy there might be, um, 
around all the things that we have to navigate through as women with life and then with our menstrual cycles like your insides are bleeding out sorry heavy i don't (laughs) feel like going to the gym today exactly exactly (laughs) yeah um i don't know if you saw the netflix documentary won an oscar about menstrual cycles they're making pads in india i haven't tell me about this so i don't know if you've seen the netflix documentary period end of sentence i have not why don't you tell us all about it it is all about some women who have come together to make pads in india and we don't need to go too too much into it but there was one specific scene that really spoke to me and they were just filming some men and they were asking do you know what the menstrual cycle is and they had some blank looks on their faces and they said, um, no, not really. I think it might be a disease that mostly disease. women suffer from. And that was it. And so that was interesting. And granted, that's an extreme case. But, I mean, if you were to go around and maybe ask your partner or some male friends, like, what do you know about the menstrual cycle? I, most of them would give us blank stares back. Or and they'll if, laugh yeah. as, like, a nervous reaction. 100%. <laughs> a, a little bit hesitant to like admit this but I still often have to remind my partner what the fertile window is because he was taught as a kid that as long as you don't have sex while the woman's on her period she won't get pregnant so having sex on the period is how she gets pregnant and that's it and that's not true at all and so hopefully that is obvious to the people listening but you can actually get pregnant throughout you can it's unlikely and sperm can live I mean it is super unlikely and if you get really in tune with your body your fertile window is is quite small but (laughs) but sperm can hang out yeah it can live for about five days so but that and so that but again if depends what your comfort level is and how well you feel like you're in tune with your body um and so and depending on the how long the length of your different phases so if one of your if you ovulate and then your luteal phase is quite short and you have your period right away and you think that you're safe because you're bleeding um yeah, you might get pregnant. And so it's really dependent on the person. <laughs> but just highlighting how there's a little bit of a disconnect. And I know for most men, they probably checked out during sex ed when they talked about the period. Um, or if they even were part of that class, and they might have like ushered women or girls to the side to have that own private conversation. And I don't know about you, but oftentimes, like as a kid, when you have your period, like you're told to like hide the, the, the pad or the tampon and like, don't tell anybody about it. And like, make sure the boys don't know and don't tell your brothers. And like, your dad doesn't need to know about this. Like keep it between us. Like there's a lot of hush hush around that too. But moving into the phases of the cycle, there is four. So in Chinese medicine, we start day one is the day, the first day that you bleed in Chinese medicine. We call that the bleeding phase. And that can last anywhere from two to seven days on average. And for most people, the, f- the entire menstrual cycle, we think that it's supposed to be like 20, 28 days specifically, and that anything shorter or longer means like there's something wrong with us. So day one would be the first day that you bleed, and then your cycle would wrap around until you started to bleed again. And that cycle, they say on average, is 28 days. Um, there's a lot of flexibility in that. And when I work with clients, anything from, you know, 24 days to f- 35 days is in that normal window, as long as they're not experiencing any other symptoms that are negative symptoms that are impacting their life in, um, in a negative way. But 
the first phase is the bleeding phase and that can be anywhere from two to seven days and that will fluctuate immensely and some people will have eight days some people will have like one and a half anything under two I like to sort of look at that and see if that's an issue because it is a little bit on the shorter side and if it's really light that might be an issue but if it's like a good heavy flow a nice bright red color and you're bleeding like fully for two days like you know, that might be healthy for you, and that might be your sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually noticed mine has lessened a little bit, mm. which I'm not complaining about. Right. But instead of, like, five or six days, it's, like, three. Mm. Interesting. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And, again, there's so many factors that can influence how long we bleed, and if we're super stressed, if we're traveling, switching time zones, we get really sick, um, we experience some sort of trauma, like, that's going to really affect our cycle Mm -hmm. and we might notice that for like one to two cycles after that experience um but the phase from when we we call it the the phase from when we stop bleeding to when we ovulate the follicular phase so the follicle is getting ready um and then so that's phase number two and then phase number three we have the ovulation and that is it the shortest phase and that's when you're a rock star (laughs) that's when you're a rock star and phase four is from ovulation to when you bleed again, and that's the luteal phase. So that's, like, sort of rock star phase, though. Yeah, it, it can be, totally. And a lot of people still have quite a bit of energy for the most part of that luteal phase, too. It's when it's right before we start to bleed and those hormones drop off is when we sort of... Sometimes people are super tired right before they bleed, the day before, and that's when some of those symptoms, too, can start to... Those PMS symptoms can start to pop up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having just seen Rebecca Campbell, she's my favorite author Mm. at this time in my life. She's a Hay House author. And she talks about her experience where she was doubled down in the bathroom, in, like, the handicapped bathroom in excruciating pain. And then she started to tune into her feminine energy, and she noticed that shifted. There's some great authors out there, like Rebecca Campbell, who are sharing their experiences and integrating that into leading a soulful life and connecting with your feminine cycles like how could you not become a more awesome human (laughs) if you are connecting to your cycles and how you can maximize this or that or need to minimize this and balance that out Mm -hmm. it's just an aspect of the piece of the puzzle i think for us to really tune in and give our bodies what it needs I mean, in my circle, just because I'm so exposed to it, there's a huge movement of, like, period power. And there's a ton of amazing books that you can read or listen to. So, yeah, there's this really amazing book that was just released this year a few months ago, and it's called The Fifth Vital Sign. But it highlights the importance of our cycle. It's really educational and just generates awareness on why our cycle is so important. And it's not just to bear children. It's not just to be fertile humans. And there's so many other functions in our body that benefit from us having a healthy cycle. Mm-hmm. And even tuning into the cycles of the seasons. As you know, this, I just finished writing my book a couple of weeks ago. And I really tuned into the cycles of the seasons. And I created a ton in the spring, summer. And then was kind of in a little bit of like hibernation mode in the colder months when you're kind of inside you can do a little bit more online and I'm curious if you experience that as well with the different change of seasons when you feel more inspired when you feel more connected to your body or I don't know where I'm going with that (laughs) and totally you feel more awesome (laughs) well in Chinese medicine everything is sort of in relation to something else so we 
can still have like bursts of energy like in the yin time and we can and it just sort of like maybe it's a little bit more subdued than like a burst of energy in the summertime there's no like hard fast rule for anything and sort of like it, it's really following your own intuition and your own feeling i definitely notice for myself i mean as we mentioned it's beautiful outside the sun's been shining the cherry blossoms are out there and are so beautiful and just the sun being out and me being able to be outside and around and really breathing in all of this growth and expansion that's outside, I can feel that in my own ex internal environment as well. And so that interplay from me being able to be outside and be in my environment, which is expansive and growing and creative, being in springtime now, that's, that's definitely the energy I feel in myself. And I see it with clients and I see it in my community as well and just people being out and about and more... Um, connecting and more inspired like getting totally. a lot of inspiration in the spring summer and then doing a ton of the behind the scenes like editing and typing and all that stuff that's kind of how I roll absolutely and you know coming into like when we're in the winter and the fall and these colder cooler darker months it's interesting because we have all these techniques and these tools to help us feel better like exercising and really like getting the body moving which is amazing and maybe we're looking at that in a way to try to get away from what's actually happening so maybe we're supposed to be a little bit more melancholy we're supposed to be a little bit more lethargic like it's okay to sleep more it's okay to not go to hot yoga five times a week like maybe like a soft gentle stretch and like a light walk or um doing a dance class with friends and things that are a little bit more nourishing as opposed to assuming that the same physical structure and emotional structure and everything is going to be the same year round because it's going to change seasonally with spring and the summer and autumn and winter and it's going to change seasonally in our bodies from each menstrual cycle as well so we have like the ex external seasons and we have the seasons inside of our our bodies as well and seeing how they interplay is just really totally. cool so take the time for you listening to kind of see what resonates with you what if you look back on this last year, when were you more creative? When did you feel like you needed to kind of be a little bit more recluse? Just just take a look at that. Because I did that for myself over the last two years, and I've actually noticed a pretty cool pattern. Interesting. It's like I launch big stuff in the wintertime. Mm -hmm. And then it's like the spring. It's like it's ready to go. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. It is really interesting. And I think the first book I ever read about it was called... Like, I think it just said moon on the front and I opened it up and it just talked about why you would, yeah, like write a book or host a party or do something based on the moon phase if it connects to your cycle phase and why you would make specific choices based on your energetic levels and why we would not fight that. Like if we're feeling more tired and exhausted and recluse in our bleeding phase and, and during our menstrual cycle, why we don't need to fight that to get something done, why it's okay to like take a rest and put that on hold for two weeks. We have the sense of urgency that things need to be done at a specific time and get done all the time. However, sometimes letting that rest and doing it when your body is more energetically available, the outcome is better, the reception is better, we feel better about it, and we haven't forced ourselves to do something that feels really... Um, challenging or like resisting against what our body's trying to tell us right too. right like if there's that event that you could go to but you have to be really social and you're not feeling that great you're in the bleeding phase like it's okay maybe take a rain check maybe don't go because you might not be representing yourself as optimally as you would at a different time and i think i would 
I've been thinking about how I can start incorporating this. Like I'm pretty open about my body and the menstrual cycle, but if you go to an event, especially if it's a networking thing and you're, you are trying to poise yourself in a certain way, but if you're bleeding or you're feeling tired to be, to tell people to be like, Oh, like, nice to meet you. Like, my name is Steph and you know, I'm bleeding right now. So I'm a little <laughs> out of it. Like I, like I would love that. Cause if anything, if you're, awesome. if you're speaking to a woman, they're going to understand and be like, Oh girl, I feel you. <laughs> but it's a good icebreaker. <laughs> I know. Cause we can all relate. Hey, for the what's most up? Part. I'm on my period. <laughs> Well, then if you're, like, bumping into somebody or you drop stuff or, like... Because I don't know about you, like, I used to serve at a restaurant. And when I was on my period, I would, like, drop stuff. I'd bump into people. I would just be, like, way more, like, clumsy and fumbly. um, Because my mind was just a little bit more foggy. And... I would definitely not tell the patrons of the restaurant that that's what was happening. But I just started to observe it. And I was like, okay, like, just walk a little bit slower and just, you know, be a little bit more careful. Don't carry as many plates. And so that was my own way of, like, listening to my body because I had to go to work. Like, that was just sort of my life at the time. I couldn't take a day off. And so how could I navigate through that and be mindful of myself while doing some of the things that I had committed to at the same time? Mm-hmm. So knowing when to say yes, knowing when to say no... And knowing when to just push on through. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And maybe push on through in like a more like loving way. A more gentle way being kinder on yourself and giving yourself a little bit of a little bit of slack. Totally. Yeah. That can be helpful. Okay, so all of you mystics out there, Stephanie, can you please tell us how the feminine cycle is connected to the moon cycle? So the way that we connect the menstrual cycle to the moon cycle is based on like ancient texts and, and stories. And that doesn't mean it's going to be true for everybody. However, this is just sort of what we've been taught over the years through, like, obviously Chinese medicine and and ancient folklore. Phase one, which is the bleeding phase, that's the more, like, restful, quiet, contemplative phase that would associate with the new moon because that would be the darkest time of the night. It'd be the more, like, the most yin time of of our cycle, of the moon cycle and of our menstrual cycle. So that would be the time that we would bleed. And, and get more breakouts. Get more breakouts. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's connected to the moon or our hormones, but maybe the moon has something to do with it, too. As we know, it moves the tide. Maybe it moves our pores <laughs> a different way, too. <laughs> but then coming up to ovulation, that would be, like, the full moon. So the most, in Chinese medicine, the most yang, which is the most bright, the most energetic, the most loud, the most... Um, powerful time so we can see like the yin the new moon the bleeding phase and then the yang the big bright full moon that is more energetic and um would be the time where we ovulate which is also where in chinese medicine and the hormone transition from transitioning from estrogen to more progesterone based which in chinese medicine and progesterone is our yang hormone so that's that movement in the follicle popping out and moving down the tube and that's that more like yang movement energy as well while we're ovulating on the full moon, hmm. typically. Being an expert in rejuvenation and skincare myself, if I could offer you any advice on how to look after your skin and prevent things like breakouts, which typically for me, I experience one or two breakouts around that time of the month. So I make sure I'm on a bit of an acne skincare protocol with a little bit more salicylic acid, a little bit more exfoliation, and sunscreen and moisturizers that aren't going to clog my pores. But I always have to work really hard around that time of the month to make sure I have my spot treatment on hand with like a little bit of topical salicylic acid and benzoyl peroxide. And one of my favorite skincare hacks for 
being acne prone and then entering that time of the month, the, the bleeding phase, is getting a hydrofacial. Mm. And it really just helps to pull everything out. And the last two months, I just haven't had a chance to get them done myself. And I really noticed a difference. But when I plan a hydrofacial, which is like a wet vac for the face, if you don't know what it is, it's pretty amazing. You had one recently also. Well, I did have one and I don't really break out ever, but I'd met you. I had some acne on my face and I had a hydrofacial and I was like, ah, cool. (laughs) It was like much better. It just sort of cleared that up within like a day or two and it felt awesome yeah. and it did feel like a hydrovac it was like in chinese medicine sometimes we'll do facial rejuvenation acupuncture and we'll use um really light suction cups on the face too to sort of like help break like stimulate collagen production and blood flow into the face um and that's almost what it felt like a little bit was like a little tiny suction cup on my face mm-hmm. but then infusion of different cleansing agents totally. like what yeah. call like chemical peel and you're just manually extracting the junk out of the pores yeah. that's going to cause breakouts but I have to take that extra time. But then when you have a breakout and then you have a hydrofacial, that post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, the redness that you get post-breakout, the kind of active area goes away so much faster than if you didn't have a hydrofacial. Mm, yeah. So a little, little tip there that for is you. A good, that is a good tip. Mm-hmm. Mm. To plan your... That tip to basically recognize where you are in your cycle and then tailor your skincare to that. Well, it sounds like for folks, especially if they're living in Victoria, sometime between ovulation and their cycle, they could come and have an acupuncture treatment and then go visit you and get a hydrofacial and they'd be set. down the street, too. (laughs) No fail. I love it. (laughs) Oh, the ideal world. I have to come see you for some official rejuvenation Mm, acupuncture. (laughs) I love it. That sounds like a lot of fun. Thanks so much for joining us in this episode. We will see you in the third episode of this three-part series. Thank you so much for joining us today, Stephanie. Where can people find you? Thank you for having me, Rachel. People can find me on Instagram at ritual.medicine and same for my website, www.ritual-medicine.com. Amazing. Be sure to take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and take us both at ritual.medicine and at Rachel Varga Official on Instagram and receive your Boss Babe PMS hacks directly to your inbox. Don't forget to leave a review here on iTunes as well as it helps way more than you know with other women being able to find podcasts just like this to help you be more awesome at life. 